Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hey parents, Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique in Oxford features the latest brands of baby and children's clothing, shoes, toys, and accessories. Check out Jack and Claire's Facebook page too. Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique, West Jackson Avenue next to Belk. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. We're thrilled to have Citizens Bank as our primary sponsor of the studio for this show. And I want to welcome our listeners from the Delta, Mississippi Delta, a place where I spend a lot of my time this time of year. I love the Mississippi Delta. And our, and our listeners from Jackson, uh, thank you very much for joining us as well, along with our friends from from coastal Mississippi. Uh, we're we're uh, celebrating the people who work so hard in the trenches to make Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Got a couple of quotes I want to share with you. And then um, we have a really, it's a really special show today that's going to speak to the resiliency of Mississippi. Uh, I think we're going to make the point that we're all interconnected and that there are gaps to fill in the community. There are ways to help the community. We're going to use one example here in coastal Mississippi uh, camping for hope, and we'll tell you more about that. But this uh, this conversation applies to any any corner of Mississippi, and it really s- speaks to the season. And ask you the question: What can you do to help fill a gap? I get a, uh, a history book every morning, and it's a a long list of you know special events that happen. Uh, at, you know, and and at this time, and and in this case, uh, 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 this time of year. What are some of the most notable historic events? And I came across a quote by a woman by the name of Sojourner Truth. And she she was an abolitionist, and she worked on women's rights. And she was born back in 1797. In fact, if you go do a little research, which I did, she helped end slavery. And um, when she died back in November 26, 1883, the very last words that she spoke was this, be a follower of Lord Jesus. What a, what a powerful message that is. Uh, but anyway, she said along the way, it is not, it is the mind that makes the body. It is the mind that makes the body. You know, a lot of us are thinking this time of year as we get toward the end of the year, what are the New Year's resolutions that we're going to take into next year? And I, I came across something that uh, is, I think, I think it's actually pretty important. I read it to my wife, Anne, this morning. And I said, let me give you this list, Ann. You tell me what you think. How are we doing? Because we have really committed, my wife and I, for many, many years to live in a healthy lifestyle. And as I've said many times, I've uh, worked out weights and run for more than 40 years. And it's really paid off. But I read this list to, to Ann. I want you to listen to it, too, and think about how you might be able to implement some of this as you go into the new world. But but I think Sojourner Truth is right it is it is the mind that makes the body and you got to you got to you got to have the determination to do these things but here's the list it says for the next 4 weeks do this no chips no soda or juice no bread no alcohol more water work out daily which could be just going for a long walk more sleep 10,000 steps a day no processed sugar and more meat and that's it i wonder how many of you uh, agree with that our next guests here i think are going to relate really well to the notion of more meat, and we'll, we'll, you'll understand more about that here in just a second. 
Uh, I also came across this quote from George Harrison from the Beatles. It was from a song that he released in 1969. And the name of the song is, it's all too much. And there's a great line in that, um, in that song that says this, all the world is birthday cake. So take a piece, but not too much. I, I contemplated. I thought a lot about that one, and you know, there's been a lot of interpretations. If you if you do the research on George Harrison, you'll see that he often wrote things that were very spiritual and philosophical, and led a lot to interpretation. But when I think about it, I think about the sense of unity that we have and interconnectedness among all the people here. By saying all the world is birthday, he, he, I think he's suggesting that we should celebrate life and that we should should kept, uh, celebrate what is essentially a shared experience here on planet Earth. And with all the wars that are going on and all the strife around the world, I think that's a wonderful message to to. Uh, to behold. And then uh, I, I, I wanted to share this last one that actually relates to that. It's from Neil deGrasse Tyson, the, the incredible thinker. And he said this, we are all connected to each other biologically, to the earth chemically, to the rest of the universe uh, atomically. I agree. We're, we are all interconnected. And I think if we would take that approach more often, I think we'd be in a much better place. I talk about Mississippi being resilient, that we have the ability to bounce back after tough situations. The, the tornadoes and rolling forks, the, the, when you have a really tough situation around farming, too much rain or not enough rain, we're, we, we're used to that. I think about the worst natural disaster in American history, Hurricane Katrina, and how we bounced back and came together. What we learn about Mississippians in those moments is what is, what is in the heart and soul of us. And politics don't matter and race doesn't matter. It's neighbor helping neighbor. And I think often that's the thing that that guides us in this state. I, I hope it does. And, you know, we'll make the argument today that we, why can't we just be the, like, like, like that all the time? Why can't the world be more like that? Because, in fact, we are definitely interconnected. That is for sure. So let me shift gears now and move over to a terrific group of friends. Uh, the first, uh, first one is John Ray. He's the owner of Gulf Coast Business Furniture and Supply in Gulfport, and has been giving tremendous back to the community over over many years. Um, my friend Marcio, uh, Marcio, help me with your last name again. Borgazan. Borgazan. I almost said that. I almost said that, but I didn't want to mess it up, man. Borgazan. <laughs> he actually owns a company, Custom Granite, and uh, he's a head pit, pit master. He's really involved in uh, uh, competition as it relates to barbecue. He has a hog addiction competition barbecue team. Uh, Jamie Bates, my dear friend Jamie Bates, we used to work together at the Sun-Herald. He's a master photographer. Uh, he owns uh, Daddy's Barbecue, and he's actually the chair of the Gulf Coast Community Ministries, and uh, which is a host for Camping for Hope, and we're going to talk more about that in a second. Incidentally, Camping for Hope was founded by Jamie and John Ray, and uh, and they've had a lot of help over the years by uh, Jamie's dear friend, Marcio. Um, Marcio and Jamie have parachuted into a bunch of, uh, of uh, post-disaster uh, uh, situations, and we can talk a little bit more about that here in just a second. But uh, before we go any further, John and uh, Jamie and Marcio, how are you guys doing? We're great, Ricky. How are you? Yeah, it's good to see you. Marcio, where are you sitting right now? I know you're separate from the other two. I'm in my office. <laughs> so how's the granite business, my friend? Oh, it's rocking. You know, people still building. They want granite. They want the pretty kitchen before Christmas, of course. 
everyone um, is looking for a pretty kitchen before right before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I get you. And John Ray, how is the uh, furniture and office supply business going? Doing well, Ricky. Doing well. Staying busy. A lot of big projects in the works. And Jamie, I keep up with you, man. Whether it's doing professional photography, or whether it's your your uh, daddy's barbecue effort, or or your community work as chair of the Gulf Coast Community Ministry, you're staying staying busy, aren't you, my friend? I can fit in a few more things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you guys heard about heard how I started the show as it related to we're so interconnected, and <clears throat> it's true. That when you when you have a disaster, we get to learn what's in the heart and soul of Mississippians. But it is a shame, Jamie, isn't it, that we can't take that approach to life every single day all around the world? Yeah, you know, I mean, the days after Katrina, uh, we helped each other, we fed each other, we loved on each other. Um, you know, it would be great if that mindset existed every day, for sure. Marcio, and your, your efforts working to do barbecue for relief efforts, all, man, I, I, I don't, I, you, we would, we'd take the rest of the show to name the places you've been to, but you see in those moments uh, sort of a behavior that you, we, I wish we would all model. I know you wish we would all model 24 hours a day, seven days a week. What's your thought about that? I think, I think, you know, <clears throat> we could, we could certainly use that. And, and, and I don't know what drives us to, forget things i think life in general just gets us busy and and we're forgetting the the things that we've uh conquered and endured together and if we if there's a, a little reminder that can pop on your screen every day and say man uh we did this together as a group and as south mississippi or as a nation we would remember uh we would live a lot better but we forget those things so quick you know because they are they certainly imp impact our lives but we just forget. It's just how we are. I know that. I mean, it's it's so true. Jamie, you and you and Marcio have been to a lot of special places together after disasters. Get, give uh, give the listeners a sense of this effort you're involved in that that actually causes you to to go to these places to help with uh, first responders and others. No, um, so Marcio and I and, and several other people uh, will go and cook after storms. John here is a huge supporter of supplies and helping us to gather the things that we need, the money we need to, to do what we do. So Marcy and I have large smokers um, that can cook a lot of food fast. So we're able to go quickly and feed. And, you know, it's through different organizations. We're with the Giving Back Foundation, um, which supports local churches after storms. And our goal is to be feeding Within 24 hours of a storm, we don't go to every storm, and we try to be good stewards of our time and consider of our families and, and our business needs, but uh, we do our best to go as often as possible, especially if it's in our backyard. Well, hey, but Jamie, what amazes me about you as we come to the end of this segment, and we'll pick it up on the other side, um, is that you guys sort of personify a servant's heart. And I've often said of you and you in particular, I've, I've watched you because we worked together for a long time. You have one of the kindest, most generous hearts of anyone I've ever met. And, um, you know, that, that that's reflected in the work that you do. I feel the same way about John and Marcio and so many other business leaders that 
that don't want to get any attention for what they're doing. They're just, you know, they, they're working hard in their businesses and they're finding time to give back to the community. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this very special effort, Camping for Hope, that's coming up this weekend. It's a great example of the kind of work that we need to do. And before we're done, we're going to actually talk about barbecue uh, competition as well. We'll see you after this break. His passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. Um, I have uh, my friends with me today uh, who are involved in the community in so many different ways. John Ray, who's actually the owner of the Guff- of Gutko's Business Furniture and Supply someone I've enjoyed getting to know over the years, Marcio uh, Borgazan, who's the owner of Borgazan Custom Granite, and he's also a head pit pit master for the Hog Addiction Competition Barbecue Team. We're going to talk more about that in just a second. And then Jamie Bates, my friend, who's an award-winning photographer and used to work together at the Sun-Herald. He owns Daddy's Barbecue, and he's also the chair of Gulf Coast Community Ministries. That's a mouthful, guys. That's a a lot going on there. you know, when I when I read at the beginning of the show this quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson, we are all connected to each other biologically, to the earth, chemically, to the rest of the universe, auto, auto, atomically. You know, when you when we think about that, and you think about camping for hope, and the fact that in that moment when you guys are serving the homeless, um, it is it is a it's a great lesson in how well we are connected. John, John, what what caused you to get involved in this effort? Actually, uh, soon after my divorce 20 years ago, uh, I was led by a pastor at uh, Gateway United Methodist Church to start serving in soup kitchens. And soon after that, met Jamie and just got really involved in helping the homeless community and spending my time where I might have spent it with my kids, uh, kind of forced to have some alone time after divorce, naturally. And I uh, just found myself looking, having a lot of open time and, and just God led me to some soup kitchens and eventually met Jamie and then I eventually met Marcio and that's where we're at today. So what, okay, so, you know, it's interesting. So in in the early days as you were sort of dealing with the aftermath of your divorce, what you experienced though, uh, religiously, spiritually, and otherwise, c- cause you not to just have sort of this moment where you could give back, but literally a lifelong commitment to giving back. What connected you to to sort of keeping it going? Just learning to be selfless, to be honest with you. Um, you know, you, you think you're bulletproof when things are going so well for you and then something hits you like that and you just take a step back and you reflect and you just start thinking about what you can do for others, especially when you've got so much time on your hands that you used to not have. And, and I think that's what's wrong with the world is, you know, they stay busy with what they think is important. And they don't realize that if they just took a few moments to, to help others, that uh, it just it, it comes around full circle. Yeah, it really does. Jamie, I was uh, reflecting the other day about something and I, I was reminded uh, I, I wrote a, a series of lessons after Katrina. Eventually, maybe I'll put them in a book. But one of the lessons is to count your blessings. And at the beginning of this lesson, I talk about, and maybe I've shared the story with you before, 
that two, two days after Hurricane Katrina, I walked into my backyard and, and got up on top of this large debris field that had boats and parts of homes and all kinds of stuff. And I just buried my, my face in my hands and I cried like a baby because I was exhausted. And I looked out over uh, my, my destroyed backyard and I noticed a, a squirrel that was running across the, ro- the, uh, the ground. And it hit me. I looked at the squirrel and said, how in the world did this squirrel survive Hurricane Katrina? And it ran toward me and it got near a tree that was leaning over. It had been blown down. It started to run up the trunk of the tree. And, and, and once it started to run up the, the, the tree, I noticed that his back was just raw meat, that his tire fur, all of his skin was peeled off the back. And it hit me at that moment that the squirrel's not going to make it. You know, that, you know, that it's, there's no doubt that it's going to make it, not going to make it. And I, I remember kind of looking my head up and looking south over the over back bay. And I thought to myself, well, my, you know, I looked at myself and said, well, you know, I'm 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 fine. I made it through this storm and my family is alive and they're fine. And and I got this for I went from like being completely you know, overwhelmed by the moment to thankful and just just, you know, just kind of quick moment. And the squirrel who 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 literally was not going to make it, it taught me to appreciate that we're okay and to count our blessings. And, and I, you know, went on about it and you know, the story has how we all work to help rebuild this community and all the, all the time and energy that we put into that. But we all have moments like that, don't we? That we, that we, we find that we look around us and say, gosh, we're really fortunate. And now, now what can we do to give back to people who uh, are less fortunate, people who did leave, lose loved ones or people who were injured or people who lost everything they own? How can we give back? Um, but you don't need a Hurricane Katrina to teach you that. You know, when, when you guys go to Camping for Hope, you get a lesson just as I got in my backyard that day, don't you, Jamie? Absolutely. You know, I think perspective every day is important. There are a lot of distractions in life. Um, my wife and I still have one small uh, young son at home, rather. The rest are off in adulthood. But each night um, when we pray, tuck him in, there are three things that we pray for. Uh, they're always included. Uh, we give thanks for what we have. We pray for those in, who are sick and in need. And we pray for opportunities to be of service to our neighbors. And that's, that's I, uh, another lesson I wrote was about serving others selflessly. And I said, when the going gets tough, the world gets small. We need each other, period. That's something we learned after Hurricane Katrina, but we, we know that now. We know that now more than ever that we need, that there are people in this community that need us. And, and, and again, we are interconnected. So, hey, frame for a second, and let's talk about what's coming up this weekend, this this uh, years-long effort that you have called Camping for Hope. Yes, so uh, to go back, John uh, was giving out coats in, in the homeless community. We are feeding my sheep and, and looking for opportunities to grow that, uh, he and his employees and friends. And Ted Raymond brought us together, introduced us. Um, myself and some friends had been buying gifts around Christmas We'd go in, into the camps and assess needs uh, and then go buy those things and, and clothing, mostly tents, shoes, coats. Um, and we wrap them for, and give them out on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in camps around the coast. And so we got together and said, you know, um, let's have a unified effort 
uh, on one day, we call it Camping for Hope. And each year we see about 150 homeless men and women who come to the event. Coast Transit provides free transportation that day. With the influx of homeless uh, that we've had, we expect to see up to 175, 200 if the weather permits. And um, it's just an effort to provide uh, warmth and shelter from the rain for our homeless community for, for a few months, for over winter. It's a significant it's a significant effort and to, to solve what is really a significant problem. I had the opportunity to visit with my friend, the Bishop of the Blexi Diocese, Bishop Kinnaman. He's a really good friend of mine. And uh, the Blexi Diocese is now focused on the homeless problem, and they're going to do what, see, see what they can do about it. But he started giving me some numbers of, that they've begun to gather around specific areas of Biloxi and Gupport and over into Jackson County where people are living and how many are living in those areas. But, you know, we, we, Jamie, we'd be blown away if we started to really understand how big the homeless community is in the air and where they're living and how many are living there. It's, uh, you've been to most of these areas, haven't you? Yeah, over the years, I've been to a lot of them for sure. And there are a lot of places, uh, spots on the coast that will go dormant for a while, but the homeless are often drawn back to them, you know, near the interstate, near the railroad tracks, under bridges. Um, they're, they're hidden a lot of the time, but they're very visible as we see them walking down the street. They're visiting Feed My Sheep for food. Um, the numbers are up. You know, we have a, an area where tourism is here. Uh, the beaches are here. I-10 runs through here. The railroad runs through here, and it's usually a warmer climate, and all those things attract the homeless to our community. So as you guys contemplate uh, what's going to happen this weekend, give give a few details, and then we'll uh, let John and Marcia weigh in as well. John, you want to talk about what what you're doing with the, the breakfast? Well, we, we try to let each one that show up that day uh, leave with a full belly, um, Marcio cooks a whole hog. Uh, I cook a breakfast casserole for probably up to 200 people. Uh, we have some others that provide biscuits. Uh, a lot of uh, different church groups show up and help. But uh, everybody leaves there. Every homeless person or every person in need leaves there with a, a big 55-gallon garbage bag full of uh, coats, tents, uh, supplies for the winter, uh, actually have uh, nurse practitioners on hand taking vitals, making sure they're healthy. If they need to go to the hospital, uh, we provide haircuts. Um, Marcio cooks lunch for them before they leave, and, and they all head back to wherever they came from, uh, thankful of uh, Coast Area Transit for that transportation. Otherwise, they couldn't get there. But uh, they all leave with a big bag of stuff to keep them uh, safe and healthy for the winter. If I may add really, really quick, you know, we're giving out tents, sleeping bags, 2540 Ministries has collected these blessing bags that are full of hats, uh, gloves, hygiene kits, toothbrushes, flashlights, a number of things. Um, St. Peter's by the Sea is cooking over 440 biscuits, sausage biscuits they're providing. It's going to be a great time. So this is Camping for Hope. We'll talk a little bit more about that, and then we'll shift gears and, and uh, see what else is going on in these guys' lives. We'll see you after this break.
reminding you why we all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have three friends of mine who have worked really well in the community together over a number of years. John Ray, Marcio uh, Borgazan, and my dear friend Jamie Bates, who who used to work with me at the Sun-Herald. And they're involved in an effort called Camping for Hope. And it's an effort in coastal Mississippi to bring the homeless community together and feed them and give them some, some tools maybe to help them survive. I, 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 in fact, I would say that will help them survive, tents and coats and whatever else uh, they can fit in these bags that they, they carry with them. Jamie, what I'm interested in knowing is how do the homeless community find out that Camping for Hope is going on? How does the word get spread? So at Gulf Coast Community Ministries and Soup Kitchens, uh, Salvation Army locations, Back Bay Mission, John and his team go and take flyers that serve as a bus pass for the homeless, lets them know about what's going on, dates and time, and gives them free transportation through Coast Transit. I think it's so awesome that Coast Transit is involved in this. Um, I mean, what a commitment that is, John, that, that the Coast Transit Authority is assisting you guys with transporting homeless community to this, to this common space. Uh, it'd be hard to do it without them, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Um, I'd like to mention a couple of names, Chris Foray and Kevin Coggin. I'm sure you know both of them well. Uh, Without hesitation, every year when I send the email to them, uh, you know, simply send the bus pass, tell me when it is, and we're ready for you. It's, It's as simple as that. Yeah, Kevin Coggins, uh, who who is the executive director of Coast Transit Authority, uh, we worked really closely together after Hurricane Katrina. I was the chairman of the tourism effort, the recovery effort for the Governor's Commission on Recovery, Rebuilding, and Renewal. We worked together on that effort, and uh, he was awesome to work with. In fact, I had him on my show. I went in the past six months, and one of the things he's talked about was helping with this effort. He's very, very proud that Coast Transit is engaged in this, and you've got a really committed partner there. And again, this is not the thing that you would even know is happening. You know what I mean? It's not like people out bragging that I'm involved in this. It just it becomes it becomes part of the conversation when you talk about the three of you and others like you working so hard to fill a gap in the community during this during this tough time of the year. But you know, there are probably efforts like this, or some efforts around the homeless community, or, or people who are less fortunate, maybe not being able to feed themselves, or maybe they don't have power in their homes and they need sleeping bags. I, I you can, there's all kinds of efforts that happen like this all across. Uh, Mississippi. And if you're not on the coast and you can't be involved in this specific effort, find an effort like it that you can be involved in because it's a great lesson in life. You know, people who are homeless come there in lots of different reasons. Some are, have addictions for sure, sort of the stereotype. A lot of them just had bad luck and a d- difficult situation and they're working hard to get themselves out of it. So uh, no matter how they found themselves in that situation, they, uh, they need a community that's willing to help them and camping for for hope is just one example of the kind of efforts that could be put in place to help uh, organizations like this. Hey, before we shift gears away from camping for hope, um, if someone wants to help this specific effort, how can they help? Yes, so we've collected a lot of things. Um, we are still in need of blankets, heavy coats, and probably some more tents and, and tarps. Those are the things that are remaining. Everything else we've pretty much got covered. 
Those things can be dropped off this week at, uh, with John here at Gulf Coast Business Furniture and Supply uh, on Dito Road in Gulfport. Um, Compton and Sun Appliance in, in Gulfport on Pass Road is also collecting. I believe Northwood Church uh, is also receiving items. <clears throat> and so, um, you know, if those items are dropped off, we're going to run a route and pick those things up and get them all to where they need to be Friday night. We, you so, know, volunteers, uh, I'm go sorry. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. If you want to volunteer, uh, come out Saturday morning at 6 a.m. to the, the lot next to Shaggy's in downtown Gulfport at 15th and, and Highway 90. Um, we sometimes have as many volunteers as we have homeless being served, but it's a great opportunity to, to come and, and fellowship with, with your, your neighbors from the coast and be a part of uh, what we think is a great event. Well, I mean, you made the point during the break that it's about creating a community. You want you want to bring everyone together with the homeless communities and 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 have a sense of community, and well, that's a great goal. Absolutely, you know, we remind the homeless that that we're there to serve them. Um, that we're um, we're honored to have the opportunity. Uh, that we love them. That God loves them, and we want our neighbors to know that as well. You know, we have people who come and volunteer. We're going through. Uh, sometimes rough life experiences themselves. And I think serving others is a good distraction when you're going through tough times. So, Marcia, you're going to be cooking a whole hog. That's something you're pretty good at, isn't it? <laughs> we had had a few practice. So. <laughs> How many whole hogs have you cooked? I don't know. <laughs> we don't hundreds, count. Hundreds? Uh, I wouldn't say hundreds. Um, we're, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. We'll come. We'll come to uh, the barbecue competition in just a second. Hey, before we uh, shift gears away from the effort camping for hope, uh, John Ray, anything else you want to add to this? Maybe one thing, Ricky, that uh, a lot of perception out there is that we possibly may be enabling the homeless, and that's the farthest thing from the truth. We're we're simply wanting them to go back to the woods or wherever they came from or wherever they stay with. Uh, uh, a tent over their head and a way not to freeze to death that night. And that's simply all we're trying to do. We're not trying to enable anybody. We're just trying to get them through the winter. Yeah, trying to get them through the winter. And, you know, the reality, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, just bad luck and circumstances put them in a position. And it doesn't mean they're less a human being or that they should not have hope or that they should not they should not have a wonderful life ahead of them. And that was the that was the real message that I got from Bishop Kennedy, when he and I talked about the the realities of the homeless in coastal Mississippi, we just got to do something. We got to do more. And there are a lot of efforts underway now to help people sort of take that step out. But we can't ignore them. And what happens is we end up passing them and we know they're there, but we don't look at them in the eye and we don't, you know, we're not focused on them the way we need to. And, and there's something about your spirit and fulfilling your spirit when you make a connection with someone who in need, it, it, I mean, Jamie, it's you probably get as much from it as they do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes it's just conversation. Even if you don't have the resources to give to someone, a lot of times the homeless tell me that that just having a conversation with them, treating them like a, a fellow human being, like a normal person, um, has a lot of value. There are people who haven't had conversations with people in three months, um, they've told me. Can you imagine the, the feeling of isolation um, when you're shunned and, and nobody wants to talk to you? They avoid you because maybe you smell or you look different. Uh, but not all homeless do. Uh, you know, some are crisis, some are chronic. 
Um, and we do need to have some serious, bigger picture conversations about how to, to handle our homeless community. Um, but like John said, we're just trying to meet the basic needs and, and help keep people from dying on our streets. Such a such a noble cause, such an important cause, and I, I thank you guys for coming together on that. So why don't we shift gears a bit and, you know, I, I look at the the work that Jamie and Marcio has done in the Hog Addiction Team Barbecue Competition. You guys just finished up your competition season, and you have a record 11 grand championship wins. Marcio, how do you keep doing that? Because, look, I've watched Netflix. I know what's happening out there in the competition world, and these guys aren't getting any easier to beat, man. There's new personalities, new approaches, uh, teams that are that are well-oiled. How do you guys keep winning? Teamwork. So talk to me about it. What, what's this, what makes up a team? <clears throat> what makes up a team is a, a group of individuals that share the same uh, belief when it comes to achieving something and, and doing it incredibly to the, uh, to the highest of their level. You know, um, we do have, you know, not, not everybody gets to travel, but, but we have uh, an incredible support, you know, uh, when it comes to the team hog addiction, uh, you know, it, I, I can't, you know, it, it's been a tough year because we travel a lot. When you're saying uh, you're in a Delta six weeks, weekends in a row, we're out on the road pretty much nine weekends, and we had a gap in between two weekends, but seven of them in a row, uh, traveling from here to Arlington to Bolivar, Tennessee, and uh, it is a lot of work. And, and it, when it comes to every contest, we do a whole hog, which means – you have to stay up and man those pits and, and uh, 45 minutes here, hour here of sleep. Uh, it's pretty tough. It can kind of beat you down. But, uh, you know, we have developed a, a consistent uh, game when it comes to doing that. And we, we're pretty hard head about sticking to it. And it gave us some good results. So, so you said uh, before we started the show, didn't you mention that you had one recently in, uh, in the Delta? So uh, <clears throat> the Delta uh, does the barbecue. It's part of the Memphis Barbecue Network, but they do what they call the Mississippi Delta uh, Brawl now. It used to be the battle, but it's called the Brawl, which is five contests combined, best score out of five. And out of those five, we grand four of them and finish one of them in first and whole hog. Didn't get that grand on that one, but we finished, we ended up winning. And it's a high prize uh, winning. It finishes at Oktoberfest. And so we also won the, that same day, the Oktoberfest, so, wow. which has uh, never been done before. Hey, listen, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Marcio and uh, Jamie and talk a little bit more about what motivates them to be so active in the, in the barbecue competition arena. We'll see you after this break. more of the Ricky Matthews show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews show from the Citizens Bank Studio. Thrilled to have them as a primary sponsor of the studio for this show. Um, uh, I've been really enjoying my conversation with John Ray and Marcio Borgazan and my friend Jamie Bates. 
Uh, we've shifted gears now away from the Camping for Hope effort for, uh, centered around the homeless community in coastal Mississippi. And we're and we shifted it to barbecue competition because again, you find you know someone said to me, uh, Jamie and John and uh, Marcio, that if you want someone to do something, find a busy person to do it. And and Marcio, we were talking about what it takes. Great teamwork. You guys are engaged in one competition after another. People watch competition on Netflix and all these other. Uh, you know, reality shows. In fact, Melissa Cookson has been on this show, the Mississippian, who is one of the judges for the Netflix uh, special. I enjoyed visiting with her. But the the fact is, it takes a lot of teamwork, and you guys have uh, have really uh, had a lot of success over the years. I'm looking behind you. What am I looking at behind you? So this is our year, except the the trophy for the world here in 19. Um, I'm gonna give you a little. This yeah. is our year worth of trophies just this year. Well, what um, we're looking at is a is a table and behind Marcio in his office in his granite uh, business, uh, a bunch <laughs> of trophies and awards for a very very successful year. It's uh, it's incredible. But man, you know the point that you if you want to find if you want someone to do something, you got to find a busy person to do it. The planning that goes into this Marcy is just incredible, isn't it? The planning is it's a, it's a lot. We you know we plan the calendar on a year. Uh, January starts you know for us, and then we have to sign up to all these contests. Uh, we went from here to Galax, uh, Virginia. You know, uh, I mean, 15 hours drive one way, and pulling a trailer. You know, it, of course, it's it, it sometimes it takes a long tongue, takes longer than that. Um, especially the the problem is is there's two buckies in between. Here and there. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, so, so Jamie, you have to really want to do this to uh, to spend all that time and those sleepless nights doing a barbecue competition. What keeps you engaged in this effort? You know, I'm not able to go as much as uh, Marcio likes to compete. He is a machine when it comes to, to going after uh, the competitions. Um, now, I just enjoy having the opportunity to be a part of it. But Marcio works hard. He prays hard, he plays hard, and he barbecues hard. You know, there's nothing he does halfway. Well, I've heard, I, I can see that clearly. Were you going to say something, Marcia? Yeah, uh, James, you know, you know, James said that he's not there a lot, but he, you know, uh, James is, is, you're talking about, uh, you know, people connected to each other. There's a common dominator here. Uh, how me and Johnny Ray, you know, we came to know Jamie and, and, uh, I, I certainly am a much better cook, person, and uh, man uh, after meeting James and, and and through our friendship. And I can say that. And, you know, we go out and cook barbecue for competition, and we're trying to win against com- competitors. Jamie owns a successful barbecue business that he's got to win daily. You know, daily he's got to grind uh, someone's hard to come back and buy his barbecue again. And he's very successful at that. So you are good at it. And I've eaten your barbecue and it's really good. You've, uh, you figured out how to deliver. And during the pandemic, I mean, you really learned to transform your business, didn't you, Jamie? Well, you know, before March of 2020, it was disaster relief and, and fundraising and the pandemic, um, you know, with, with isolation and restaurants shutting down, we decided to start cooking. And that's where daddy's barbecue pop-up uh, was, was created. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. 
I was going to mention that the competitions that Hog Addiction is involved in, you know, there are a lot of great competitions and they're all fun. We learn something every time we go. We meet great people. We visit great places. Um, Hogs for the Cause in New Orleans may be the, the one that means the most to us. And I'll let Marcio tell you more about that. Yeah, Hogs for the Cause is like, it's our heart, man. I, and Jamie knows that I, I, I really meant one, I really mean when I say this that if we, if everybody wanted to just give up on everything else, we just do Hogs for the Cause and concentrate on that, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, we don't have to go back to Memphis. We don't have to do any others if they don't want to do it. And, uh, and I always kind of leave the door there. Of course, we're a team. And what, what happened is uh, he's using his phone and he got a phone yeah. call while he was talking. That's good. No problem. Go ahead, Marcia. So, so Hogs for the Cause last, I mean, this year we were able to raise together. Uh, a bunch of this is a great time where we get to do what we love but with a lot of purpose together with uh, 90 some other teams would raise 3.8 million dollars and yeah our goal is to next year raise five million dollars and it's all for children uh with pediatric brain cancer and so uh, in our community we we're able to have a, an amazing guest to our team uh hendrix he was our honorary team captain, and uh, it was someone here, you know, the mom and the daddy, our police officer, uh, and and it, that was one of probably one of the most highlight of our barbecue career. I'm not surprised to hear you say that, guys. We're we're quickly coming to the end of our show together, but Jamie and Marcio, John Ray, wish we could have talked more about fishing and hunting, John. Uh, on my show, Super Talk Outdoors, we t often talk about Mississippi being the capital of the outdoors. Maybe one day you and I'll chat more about that. But it's been a pleasure. Thank you for your commitment to the community. Thank you for being an example for people all across Mississippi, not just coastal Mississippi. God bless all three of you. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Talk Mississippi Media Production.